0: Three Women of Christ are on a mission, and we've joined together Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, Rhonda Stoppi, and Leanne Mancini to share godly advice, information, and encouragement for everyone who is raising the next generation of Warriors for Christ. So let's dig deeper.
1: We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids.
0: Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. I am so happy to have Rhonda Stoppe and Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield on the show again today. Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield is a national speaker, author, podcaster, and a licensed professional counselor of 27 years. Rhonda Stoppe is a best-selling author, speaker, and podcaster who has helped countless women build no-regret lives. And we're going to talk about complex topics that sometimes parents try to stay away from in order to protect their kids, but it is essential that we discuss these topics with them. So today, kids are hearing terms like same-sex attraction and gender identity. How can parents not only explain the meaning of these terms, but also guide their children towards a solid understanding of God's design for gender while teaching them to love and respect others?
1: Nothing like teeing us up for a complicated conversation here, but I love that we're bringing this up because we cannot avoid it anymore, can we? As Christians, this is where our kids are at. And if we don't speak into this, then every other voice will be what your kids hear other than yours. Let's just start with a little research. So Barna Group, you've probably heard of them. In 2019, they did a Gen Z study and found that one third of teens say gender is how a person feels inside, not their birth sex. So parents, it's helpful sometimes to know the research, the stats, you could even share these with your kids and then ask, how does that sit with you? That's a question I often ask my counseling clients. Not how do you feel or what do you think, but how does it sit with you? Because mm-hmm. then they can take it however they want it to go. Here's more in that same study. Seven out of tens believe it's acceptable to be born one gender and feel like another. And that's where that idea of gender fluidity comes in. It's, you know, you can flow in and out of whatever you feel like. Well, I don't believe there's anything biblically that backs that up. Right? We're created male and female in in God's image. And it's not a feeling, it's a fact. Mm -hmm. And so to begin this conversation, mom or dad, with your with your child, it's important to first get yourself grounded because so many kids say, Oh, I hate going there because they just freak out and or they preach at me. And that's where it's so important for a parent first to to come in a grounded state themselves, to open up a conversation about it rather than to quote freak out as your kids might say
0: i was shocked the other day to hear the mother was she was complaining that target had moved the transgender clothing or the lgbtq clothing to the back of target and she said my seven-year-old is non-binary and i thought what does this seven-year-old know you know it's these parents feeding these into their children so I think it's maybe important to also talk to your children say, look, some of these mothers and fathers, they they believe this. And because they believe it, this is what they're teaching their children. Their children may uh-huh. not really feel this way, but they're listening to their mom and dad. Well, I think it's important to understand because I think parents are even going,
2: why does that matter? It's not visiting my world, but we have to understand from our own reality that our biology is written down at the very cellular level. It doesn't matter if someone uses puberty blockers or if they go through a major physical manipulation of a body part, every cell in their body screams out what sex they are. The book of Genesis says that God created him male and he created her female. And our feelings may come and go. And sometimes, you know, the world says that somehow can affect you, but your DNA imprint, it is so strong. There is no way that you cannot be what God ordained you to be. So I think having that understanding, because I think a lot of people, let's be honest, you hear it enough and it doesn't shock us anymore as adults. Mm -hmm. And if we are not ready to have intelligent conversations with our kids based on their age appropriateness, then we are not going to earn their trust. You know, how many kids go away to Bible call or go away to college after they've been raised in a Christian home, they go to a secular university. And they get untaught everything because they they come home thinking mom and dad are stupid. Mom and dad only believe by faith. They don't believe in science. DNA in a human, they can dig up a skeleton from 2000 years ago and look at the DNA in that skeleton and tell you if it was a male or female. It is scientific. There is no change possible. However, in the way we do it, you know, I have young grandchildren. I watch movies with them and there's a lot I don't watch with them anymore But if you watch a show and all of a sudden someone is, you know, non-binary or whatever, don't just necessarily turn it off and say, oh, no, we don't watch that. Talk to them. Okay, what, what is that poor child confused? And how can we talk about what that confusion could cause in their life? And Satan is the author of confusion, the Bible says. So he's the father of lies. What lies might the enemy be telling this poor child who has no guidance in truth?
0: And also teach them that look, we're to love everyone. And God mm-hmm. is the ultimate judge. He, he knows their heart and he will judge mm-hmm. them accordingly. but we're to love them and to point them to Christ so mm-hmm. that you know once they learn about Christ, maybe they can be transformed their heart and mind through the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. But what do you what age would you say? Do you wait for your child to come to you and talk about this or do you think we should bring it up earlier? In my own experience with my children and my grandchildren,
2: I have four-year-old grandchildren and they might accidentally see something on a commercial on some decorating show that I'm watching and they throw a commercial in and it's all of a sudden a same-sex show of affection between someone that's selling deodorant. It's like, what the heck? It's having those age-appropriate conversations at the very beginning and not just, you know, oh, no, oh, no, you didn't see that. Hopefully, you're not exposing them to that because the more they're exposed, the more they become desensitized. But, with my own children, from the time they were young enough to ask questions about sex, about intimacy, I answered them in an age-appropriate manner. And in the same way, all of these questions that are being shoved down their throat, I don't let them go see those movies that when you see someone who has warned there's a gay character in this movie or there is, you know, sympathy to this non-binary, you know, what was the commercial for a cartoon I was just watching? And she was saying, well, I'm, I'm not, I don't feel safe with anyone except people that are like me. And the, it was a transformer cartoon, I think. Yeah. And the transformer was saying, well, who's like you non-binary. I only feel safe with my non-binary friends. Now that's a kid's cartoon, but what is that telling kids? You're not going to feel safe with your parents. Cause they're not going to, what's the word affirm your feelings. You're not going to feel safe with your spiritual leaders. Cause they're going to tell you you're wrong, but you'll feel safe with other people who feel. Non-binary, like you do.
0: I believe this is so important. Also, remember we have to teach them our worldview. I think it's so important to start teaching children early. This is our worldview. This is how we view the world. Okay, based upon God's principles and His living Word, and this is how others view the world. We are different from them. They are different from us. And it's not true. It's truth because people true could be. Your true could be, oh, I don't believe in God. Well, that's true if that's what you believe. Well, I believe in God. Well, that's true because that's what I believe. But truth, what is truth? And that's in the word of God. Well, I was going
1: to say too, last year, I wrote an article for Focus on the Family that you can go there and see it where I'm encouraging dads to get in the ring with their daughters and saying, this is how you can talk about same-sex attraction, sexual orientation, these kinds of sexual harassment issues, rather than avoiding it and saying, I don't want to step on a landmine. Let the landmine happen. Be in it with your daughter or your son while this stuff is blowing up in our our culture. And so if you're a parent that says, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't know what to say right. There are resources out there. And one of them, again, I'm not just trying to promote what I have because, you know, but I want you guys to know, you can go to my website, drmichellewatson.com, and I've got under free resources, this script for you to be able to ask questions. Because remember, especially as women, but I think it's all of us anyway, we figure things out by talking. And so you want to teach your child how to think, not just what to think. And I was one of those kids, again, my dad was a pastor, and I would say, what do you believe? And then I just regurgitated it. Well, that isn't going to hold like you were saying, Rhonda, once your kid gets to college. They have to learn how to defend their faith, how to back up what they believe with scripture, how to let their thoughts be clear and grounded in the word so their feelings follow. And so just a few things that I wrote in that article, I'll just give them real quickly, is as you prepare, I said your daughter, to engage. as you prepare her or your son to engage in this conversation, begin by asking questions. Your goal is to be curious, not critical. Don't talk at her or him, talk with her, which means your goal is to listen, not lecture. You have two ears and one mouth for a reason. So you want to ask questions and listen better. Number three, model mutual respect. Even if you disagree with your child's position, you're asking questions because sometimes they'll see the holes in their logic once they say it out loud and you become that safe. You know, sounding board. And your goal there is to dialogue, not dominate. Number four, remember it's a two way interaction. Your goal is to talk and listen. And then the fifth thing that may help a parent enter into this conversation is to know that if it's appropriate, then end by sharing your beliefs, your thoughts, your conviction, because your goal is honesty with humility. Because more
0: is caught than taught, you're modeling that. That's good for some older children too. And for younger children, don't worry if your little boy is playing with a doll, or your little right. girl's playing with a dump truck, or they say I want to be a boy, I want to be a girl. Don't worry about that. Don't That's freak per- out. Yeah,
2: perfectly normal. A conversation like what Michelle was talking about. I know a woman who had a lot of children, and one of her children uh, leaned toward being a musician and an artist, and was more gentle than some of the other sons. And this woman was wise in the way she would address the characteristics of this young man celebrated all those things about him. But she also told him, you need to be wise, how others were going to, are going to come and start asking you if, are you gay? Do you, because you're this, 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 a lot of people you'll find will say, I finally decided I was gay because so many people asked me if I was so many people looked at my Mm -hmm. character qualities and the way I, what I liked, what I didn't like the way I acted. And they said, well, you must be. And I finally believed them. So she would have those conversations with her son. She didn't try to man him up to be someone he wasn't. She celebrated his really great talent and she encouraged him to continue on the path that the Lord was guiding him on as a godly man. And I I love that story because I've watched that child grow up into an amazing godly man who uses his talent for the Lord. So I think, yeah, it's easy instead of some parents see tendencies and they go, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. I better not say anything because if I say something, it's going to put the idea in their head. No, you address and you guide them in truth and tell them what the world will say to them and why that's a lie. I think that, that kind of goes along with your points, Michelle.
0: Yeah, great points, ladies. The most important thing, parents, do not fear. Don't let fear or guilt that you've said something wrong in the past or you haven't done something to address it. There's no place for that. Those are tools of the devil to try to mess us up. So just be honest with your children. Like you said, Dr. Michelle, research, help your children become critical thinkers and and just love on them and know that God created them who they are. And pray, pray a protective covering over your child in this area because the
1: enemy wants nothing more than to confuse your child about gender. And I'm sure we all believe, again, based on biblical truth, that Gender itself, the image of God, the Imago Dei, is is embedded in the gender of your child. Well, that is a threat to the enemy. So yes. remember praying over your child and protection over them is a key strategy in this fight.
0: Well, this is why we all get together to have these discussions. We hope they're helpful to the listeners, to the parents. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids.